It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Ready? Now, from the WATH studios, here's Connor Mills and Joey Madore. From the studios of WATH, this is the Sports Fan on 970 and 97.1 FM. Connor Mills, the mic, alongside Joe Medor. We got you up until 7 o'clock today on this 8th day of September. 89 degrees and sunny outside here in southeast Ohio. And it's a Sports Fan presented by J&K Contracting. Joey, we are getting closer to the start of the NFL season. We talked with Russ Helpman last Thursday and Russ... Uh, if you remember, he was a member of the station for a couple of years before he moved on. He's now doing stuff over in Toledo and, uh, of course, writing for the Bengals. And when we talk to him, you know, there is some optimism. There are some big question marks. But it's time to dig a little bit deeper down into the Bengals uh, as it's it's game week. This Sunday will be the first NFL game of Joe Burrow's career. It will also be op- – it is opening week with – Thursday being the first game in the NFL, and you got Sunday games coming your way, uh, and hopefully I'll fill the void that the Big Ten football and, and other you know, conferences not playing the Mid American Conference. Uh, you know, hopefully we can get our fill of football this year with yeah. just high school and with professional. But it's an exciting time. It's an exciting week as it all leads up until Sunday here in Athens. Oh, well, there's still football on. Did you not watch the Navy and uh, BYU game last night, Connor? I did not watch the, the, that game. I'm just, listen. It, I was, mean, a, it was a blowout. It was, it was totally not worth watching. But I won a lot of money on it, so that was cool. There you go. See, you're the new Troy now. I mean, you, you put some bets on things. I mean, that's the one thing that Troy always brought to this year. You, know, you had some kind of bet. You had some kind of thing that he's always trying to work around and see. Uh, if only we had Mid-American Conference football this year, I'd love to see what Troy would, would put on the Bobcats. Uh, but, you know, that was last year. This year, it's a, a new year, different year, and maybe they'll have some betting lines in the spring that we can still bust Troy's balls about a little bit. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I'm not teasing, uh, you know, six games at a time <laughs> like Troy likes to do, but... Hey, he wins some of them. Yeah, he does. Uh, it's it's great. Uh, but, we, yeah, we, that game was 55-3 to last night. Uh, BYU beat Navy, so... Uh, Tough, tough start for the midshipmen this season. Yeah, I, I guess so. But you know, it's different that you don't have Ohio State on. There's no Ohio on. There's no Penn State. There's no you know, Wisconsin, Nebraska. Yeah, big without the Big Ten playing, you know, in this area, it leaves that void. But you know, you got to be excited about Sunday because you know, Southeast Ohio's own Joe Burrow gets to to make that start at the NFL level, and we get to see what this offense looks like under second-year head coach Zach Taylor and rookie quarterback in Burrow. Uh, I don't think that the offense is really going to be that much of a question for the Bengals. I think they, they will do well. I don't know how well they will do in the win-loss category, but I think the offense will at least put up 21, 28 points uh, in a game. I don't think that's too unreasonable ask. Three touchdowns in, in a game, I'd say, on average. Uh, but it's going to be the defense that is the question mark for the Bengals. We got there needs to be a lot of improvement from there, and they did with DJ Reader signing. They did, uh, you know, upgrade, and there was only one way that you could go from last year when you finished two and fourteen. You got to go up, and when they go up, uh, we'll see how well the team does. I'm not saying that they're going to be better than the Browns or the Steelers or the Ravens, but. You got to see what they do against their their teams in conference, out of conference, uh, but it all gets started on this Sunday. 
And it is, you know, a, uh, got a lot of games and a lot of, I, I see a lot of predictions out there, right? A lot of people are saying, well, maybe the Bengals finish above this team. Maybe they do this. Uh, maybe even the Steelers win, win the conference and see division. that the, the division. And for that, I just don't see it. You know, I, I, I just, I think the Ravens are going to be head over heels better than, than the, the rest of the competition. Maybe the Browns make a push. Maybe the Steelers make a push, but you're going to rely on Ben Roethlisberger, who's, who's not young anymore. And he's coming off a of shoulder surgery. Now, do I think big Ben will do well? Sure. But I don't think he's going to be, you know, the all, the best quarterback, you know, best quarterback in the division has got to be Lamar Jackson. Uh, I mean, I think if the plan is, which, which kind of was for a number of years, uh, for the, with the Steelers, with uh, their current offense in place, if the plan is still to try to throw the ball 40 to 50 times a game with Big Ben coming off elbow surgery off his throwing arm being 38 years old, I think they're going to be in for a rude awakening. Um, and, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. I don't, I'm not, I don't buy the Steelers' hype. I, I understand they had the, the top five defense last year, and they played well. They didn't really lose anybody off that defense are bringing T.J. Watt, Bud Dupree, and Cam Hayward just signed a new extension, Devin Bush, and all those other guys. Um, I just don't know if they're going to have the offense. I mean, they, they, their offense was pretty bad at times last year. And, of course, you, some people argue that's because Big Ben was injured and, you know, that maybe if he's there, I mean, the first game and a half he played, he didn't look so great. They got uh, they got steamrolled by the Patriots in week one, and then they were losing by a couple of touchdowns to the Seahawks at the time that he got injured. And then uh, Mason Rudolph came and actually almost won that game. But, uh, yeah, it, it's a big question mark. Uh, I just think when you think about the AFC North, you always think about the Steelers first because it was their division that they dominated for so long. So it's tough to count them out ever. And Mike Tomlin's never had a losing season as the head coach. That's another thing that you got to take into consideration but just because he never had a losing season doesn't mean that this, by the Steelers' standards, they even had bad seasons before. In the early 2010s, they had two, three-year stretch there where they missed the playoffs every year. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the division. Uh, we're going to do a preview uh, episode here this week, I believe, either tomorrow or Thursday, uh, of going around the entire NFL doing our predictions for what's going to happen this upcoming season. But the Bengals got a tough draw when it, when it comes to the division for sure. Uh, they Week one, is it, it, it's an interesting matchup. It's another team that I feel like we kind of have the same. There are weapons on the offense of the L.A. Chargers. Uh, Eckler's a great running back. Keenan Allen's still there. Hunter Henry's still there at tight end. He's young and blossoming. Um, but on the other side of the ball, you don't really know how much you're getting, especially the Chargers lost Derwin James, which uh, was one of their best young players at the safety position, and he can just fly around and make plays everywhere. Uh, and they're missing that now. And you don't know what Tyrod Taylor is going to bring to the table. I mean, he has started and won games before in his career. But there's a reason he's been a backup his entire career as well. Otherwise, he'd be starting somewhere uh, full-time. And there's also a reason they went and drafted Justin Herbert in the, with a first-round pick this year. I'd be shocked if we didn't see him by the end of the season at some point, unless he's really behind what they plan on him being. But when you take a look at the – it's a tough schedule. I don't know if you can – maybe you beat the Cleveland one time in the in the division. It, if you if catch Pittsburgh on a really bad offensive game, maybe you can sneak one out against them. But it's, it's tough to predict. They're going to be underdogs in every division game. Now, there are games that they should be favored in. Like, they get Jacksonville at home, and Jacksonville is seeming to get rid of every good football player that they have currently. They got they got uh, Gardner Minshew. 
Right? That's fantastic. Who's around him? Who's he throwing <laughs> the ball to? Who's know, he handing I, the ball off to? That, that's the only... I mean, out of Jacksonville, right? Since they released Leonard Fournette, I don't know if I can name uh, a Jacksonville Jaguar at this moment. Uh, except for Gardner Mitchell. I mean, that's the only name that I... I can recognize on that list. Oh, they had Shark, the wide receiver. He had a pretty good year last year. But, uh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> right? I mean, all right, so we, we got two guys. I mean, it's crazy to think that they were in the AFC Championship game just, was it three years ago now? Two, three years ago. Yeah, they, they blew that thing up quick for sure. But that's a game, you, you know, the Bengals could possibly win. Uh, you get Cleveland at home, maybe you, you catch them. Uh, you get the Giants and the Washington football team in back-to-back weeks, probably win a couple of those games. You had go down to Miami. I mean, I don't know if Miami's going to be a powerhouse this year by any means. There's some games you look at, and they're, they're interesting that they can win, but the, there's other ones, you know, that they're not going into Baltimore winning. They're not going into Philly and winning, I don't think. Uh, it, so, uh, Philly, I could maybe see. Maybe. I mean, depending whoa, whoa, on what... Whoa, 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 hold on. Last year, last... Hold on. <laughs> that whole that whole NFC North just was not good at all. Are they, what, what are they, NFC East? The East, yes. Yeah, the East. I mean, they're, they're just not... Yeah, Carson Wentz is throwing the practice squad guys the whole season. Well, true. And they still made the playoffs. They did, but, I mean, they didn't really have much competition. They had Dallas, who lost to the Jets last year. They had, um, you know, what, what did the Eagles – did anybody – one team might have finished 9-7 and seven in that in that division. Right? And then that wins the division. But you know, out of that division, I think it's all toss-up. No, the Eagles and Cowboys definitely both got better over the offseason. That's not even a question. I don't know what what you're spewing right now. Um, going to Philadelphia and winning will not be an easy game for the Bengals. No, I, don't, I never said it was going to be an easy game, but I don't think we're going to just write it off for the Eagles. Listen, uh, maybe, we can heavily, a, maybe we can lay a wager down on that one then. But uh, <laughs> They are heavily favored. I will say that. I will say that. But, I mean, the whole offseason has been what the Bengals will not be able to do. Uh, everybody thinks the defense is still going to, you know, stink, for lack of a better term. And they were pretty bad last year, and they didn't do too much to improve it. Uh, you know, they improved the run defense by adding Reader, for sure. But I just think they're still going to be, be able to get picked apart on the back end. You don't really have any linebackers that are showing you any reason to feel optimism. And, you know, the whole talk, even when in Coach... Taylor's uh, presser yesterday. The whole talk is about Joe Burrow and the offense, and it seems like we're we're steering away from the fact that it doesn't matter if Burrow and the offense can score twenty to five tw- or can score twenty eight to thirty a game if they're giving up forty. I mean that won't be that won't be a problem. And I think you're going to see throughout the season that they could be in a lot of shootouts where they're on the uh, the wrong end of the stick. Right. I mean, as we take a look at the schedule, right? I think the Chargers are are a win maybe. You know, I mean that's a fifty fifty. I think they can beat Jacksonville. I think they can maybe, I mean, Tennessee was a playoff team last year. I don't know. That's a shaky, I'd say, 75-25 in favor of Tennessee. Uh, maybe Washington. Washington's definitely a, a winnable game. The Giants are a winnable game. Miami's a winnable game. Uh, other than that, I mean, you finish out the season pretty hard. Cowboys, Steelers, at Texans, and then home against Baltimore. I mean, that, that's a rough uh, week. But that's a rough four weeks with Dallas, Pittsburgh, Houston, and uh, and Baltimore right there. Um, I think, but they got to get the wins early this season if they're gonna you know, look to improve and try to beat the teams that maybe you know those toss ups could go their way. You're gonna have a young quarterback. He's gonna make mistakes early on. I understand the year that he just had in college, and it was one of the greatest displays of quarterbacking in college football history. And I understand that, but we can't expect him to come out here and be lighting up the you know NFL defenses. 
right away. You know, it takes time. It takes a lot of film study for a quarterback to develop. I mean, Patrick Mahomes himself last year in his third season said, honestly, I didn't start understanding NFL defenses until about halfway through last season. And look what he was doing before he couldn't even, quote-unquote, understand an NFL defense, right? So it takes some time. And Burrow's not going to come out. I mean, he could have come out and have a good game against L.A., maybe. But he's got a lot of growth to do. He's not a finished product, as no rookie quarterback ever is. There's going to be a lot of growing to do throughout the season. But what I do think, when you have a young team with a young quarterback like they have currently, you just want to be competitive in all these games. And if they're able to do that throughout a season, I think it's going to be considered a success. I've, I'm thinking they're going to hover around five, maybe six wins if something bounces their way, you know, because that's how football games really happen. You know, most teams are somewhere in the eight and eight mark, and then, you know, a couple of things go your way, you're 10 and six or six and 10. That's how football goes. Right. And I got to agree. I mean, that five to six win range, you definitely want to improve upon the two wins that you had last year. Uh, Coming across the AP wire today, uh, they say after a historically bad first season under coach Jack Taylor, only the second team in club history to go 2-14, and 14, the Bengals went out of character and splurged in free agency to overhaul a horrid defense. They also brought in a new face of the franchise in Joe Burrow, coming off one of the best passing performances in NCAA history. They haven't won a playoff game since the 1990 season, fifth longest streak of futility in NFL history, and they played in a half-empty stadium last season as fans gave up. Adding Burrow makes them relevant again, though there are still significant questions about Taylor's coaching ability. Oh. And again, that's coming from the AP Wire. Yeah, and of course, you know, I think some people were, at the time, they thought of the, the Taylor hire as, uh, you know, he was Sean McVay's quarterback's coach, and at the time, you know, everybody that was uh, around Sean McVay, it seemed like they were starting to get some uh, head coaching jobs or OC jobs or bigger jobs basically because he looked like uh the next Belichick in some people's eyes after what he did with the with the Rams so quickly going to the Super Bowl of course they lost that game so he has a lot to prove as well as a coach I mean I don't think anybody nobody really expected them to do anything last year but two and 14 is really bad um especially with you know you had a thousand yard rusher and Mixon and uh it's a decent wide receiver group at times but the defense was just awful awful so he's got a lot to prove as well uh I think he has the time with Burrow now being there. Um, I wouldn't think it'd be a short leash now for, for Zach Taylor. I think they're going to give him a couple of years with Burrow to, you know, really implement his offense. He has his quarterback now because, you know, Dalton or Finley, they weren't his guys. You know, uh, Burrow was his choice. And I can understand the buzz by the fan base. I mean, anytime you get a new quarterback, first overall pick, you expect at some results, at least, I mean, look at what Arizona did last year. They had a, rough year the year before then they draft Kyler Murray now they only win five games but I guarantee you Cardinals fans are more entertained watching the Cardinals play last year than the than the couple years prior because that's the excitement that bringing in a new face that quarterback does and Kyler Murray went on the win offensive rookie of the year so right they brought in the right guy yeah but anyway we've got to take a short break right here on the sports fan we'll take your calls and more at 740-592-6646 Seven four zero five nine two six six four six. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Sports Fan on nine seventy and ninety seven point one FM WATH. 
From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. The Red Brick Tavern is famous in Athens and all around for its Brick Break special, starting at 6 and ending at 9, and also being the cheapest happy hour in town. So it's truly happy. Red Brick also has the daily deals like Crown on Monday, Tequila on Tuesdays, Jack and Mega Mugs on Wednesday, and a whole lot more. Come for the neato prices. Stay for the good times. Red Brick Tavern, 14 North Court Street in Athens. Where do you go when you need home or auto insurance? Matthews Insurance Agency at 240 Columbus Road is a friendly, reliable, and locally owned insurance agency celebrating our 75th year in business in the Athens community. We have partnered with outstanding companies like Ohio Mutual Insurance to provide you with great coverages and rates. Give us a call at 740-593-5573 or Google us. Matthews Insurance. Friendly, reliable, local. In association with Gruiser Realty and Building. Larry Conrath, he sells houses. Larry Conrath, he sells houses. Larry Conrath, he sells houses. 5913015. What was that number again? I said. 5913015. Start your mornings with Scott Daly from 6 to 12. Hop on the party line from 9 to 10. Join Sky Hope on Classic Caravan from 4 to 6 p.m. And listen into the sports fan at 606 on Classic Hits 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. You're listening to the sports fan on 970 WATH. Back inside for the sports fan right here on the 97s of WATH, 970 AM and 97.1 FM. That was the mic alongside Joey Medor, and it's been a good, good Tuesday so far today, and it's been warm outside, 89 degrees, still sunny outside. It's getting a little bit darker out early now, but uh, regardless, it's been, you know, still counting down the days, still getting ready. Uh, we got high school sports coming your way on Friday. Game of the week will be Nelson uh, will be the uh, Trimble Tomcats hosting Belpre. They'll be the Tomcats opening uh, home opener of the 2020 season. And then Athens, of course, hosting Marietta. You can hear that right here on the station, or you can go online. We got the live streams up for you as well on wxtq.com backslash listen. Uh, and you can also find us on, on everywhere. I think we're on TuneIn. I think we're on. Uh, I don't know about Pandora. I don't think we're on Pandora. Uh, but Spotify, you can find some podcasts. We got Party Line, Sports Fan, Groovy Soup uh, with Paul Holden and stuff. But and we got a digital platform here, too. Uh, with sports, I want to say the, uh, the the good news coming out of yesterday is that the Reds did not lose. Uh, the Reds had an off day yesterday, and they look to try and figure something out today as it will be the Reds and Cubs. For the Reds, Tyler Malley. And then Alex Mills or Alec Mills for the Cubs. Uh, this should be a. It'll be an interesting game. Cubs are uh, Cubs are hitting well. Uh, we talked about it before. Reds are just not hitting this season. 
They, they just cannot bring the bats around. They have no bullpen. The only thing they have going for them is starting pitching, and I know that sounds like a broken record, but uh, you know, something's got something's to change. You know, and if nothing changes, then maybe you know the manager's position becomes vacant at the end of the season. I'd hate to say in a 60-game season that, that Coach Bell would be out, but at the same time, you, know, you, you put these lofty expectations, and if management feels like they should have been meant or should have at least been closer, then maybe you call for, for the manager's job. I don't think that's outside of the, the realm of possibilities here, but... You know, it, it's up to, to Coach Bell and it's up to uh, the rest of the Reds to try to turn things around before it's too late because this season it's going to be over in a blink of an eye. We're already 43, 44 games in here and still no improvements for the Reds. They've won a, a handful of games here and there, but uh, not enough to be in playoff contention 18 and 23. Cubs are at 24 and 18. Something's got to go and they got to go fast. That to do, uh, you know, looking towards tonight's game, I think you, you, know, you can look forward to something that's the last time they faced Mills. He only pitched three innings. He got four hits, scored four runs, and he punched out a couple guys. So maybe that can be a spark for the Reds lineup. They've seen this guy and hit the ball well off him. Uh, Molly's had a pretty successful season on the bump for the Reds so far this year as well. So you would expect him to give you a, you know, a five, six inning ball game, you know, give up a couple hits, maybe one run. Uh, but yeah, you're right. As long as you're continuing to hit, as I said yesterday, 210 as a team, it doesn't matter how well you pitch because, you know, it's been coming up short with the bats. Unfortunately, that's, that's just kind of been the MO all season. They started off decent. They were hitting a lot of home runs early on in this season. And, uh, you know, in the games they were scoring a lot of runs, the bullpen wasn't really able to to hold up their end of the bargain, and they they got out to a 500 start really, and then that's when the the just got, went ice cold with the bats, and they haven't really been able to break out of that here for about you know close to a month now. Uh, so it's it's a big series because if you go in and sweep them, the Cubs being that you're two games behind them, with still a decent chunk of games to play, and I believe they have another series with them later on this this month. So if you can go in and sweep it, you do have a shot there. And then you have the Cardinals next. You're going to have to probably win at least two or three there, but a sweep there would be huge as well. Uh, the thing, the, the Reds just got to get hot and they got it. They got to get hot now. I don't know if they have the ability to do that. I don't think they've shown me anything throughout this season. That would make me think that they're able to turn this thing around, but uh, you know, they're going to have to get started tonight if they want to, because uh, if you lose a series of the Cubs, you're definitely not catching them. And then you, you know, that that's going to make it really tough. Well, the thing that's going for the Reds tonight with Alec Mills on the mound for the Cubs, the Reds, this will be the third time this year. They'll face them uh, twice this year uh, in the previous two outings for Mills against the, uh, the Reds. He's allowed six runs in nine innings with five strikeouts and three walks. So that's a positive. Uh, however, if we really break it down, if we take a look at the Reds lineup against Alec Mills, Aristides Aquino, Shogo Akiyama, four at-bats, no hits. The only guy who really did a lot of damage was Nick Castellanos. Castellanos is a perfect three-for-three three against him with the home run and two RBIs. Jesse Winker, in seven at-bats, has a home run and two RBIs. And the only other person here, you got Eugenio Suarez with an RBI, Votto with an RBI, and Kyle Farmer with an RBI. But they're all batting 
against Mills in a limited, you know, two two times this year. Uh, the, not a whole lot of uh, guys in that lineup have produced other than by getting the home run ball, whether it be Kirk Casale, he's, he's got an RBI. But out of the RBIs, there are six of them, right? So you got Casale with one, Castellanos with two, uh, and then you got Farmer with one, Suarez with one, and Vado with one. All the RBIs are coming off of home runs. Yeah. And, I mean, that's except for the the, uh, the home run that Castellanos hit. There was another man on base. But still, I mean, there's, you can't depend on the home run ball in this game. It's good. You got to him twice. But you depended on the long ball. And unless that comes around for you again, the rest of the team is still not hitting. You're going to depend on your power hitters tonight. And uh, you got to see what, the, the, what they can give you. On the other side, you know, Kyle Schwarber, career against Miley, batting three fifty-seven. That's a good average against a pitcher. Yeah, but it is what it is. They, they just have to figure something out. They've gotten two mills before, uh, but they have to get to them again today if they want a shot here in this MLB season in 2020. Yeah, they've kind of lived and died by the long ball this year. That's kind of been their whole offense. They're six in the... Uh, entire off oh, all oh, major league baseball 64 home runs on the season as that's top 10 which i mean usually teams up there uh are having pretty successful seasons you look at all the other teams number one team is the dodgers number two teams the padres threes the white Sox, fours the braves fives the uh blue jays seven after them the yankees all these teams are playoff teams right now and uh but yeah. unfortunately cincinnati just can't uh they can't get a big hit when they really need it, they can't really. They don't really have a guy that can step in and get you a base hit with two outs, runners on second and third to really shift momentum in a game. They just haven't been able to do that all season. Well, Yankees are on the cusp of not being a playoff team, but they're living and dying with the long ball too, and they haven't been able to hit. And have well, that was their thing hit, last year but, as well. Right. That's why they ended up last year they playoffs. won 100 plus games, didn't they? Yeah, but well, they didn't win. <laughs> they didn't make it to the World Series. No, they did not. That was the Astros and. Uh, and Dodgers, no. Who, who was last year? Who made it to the World Series last year? Nats and Astros. That's right. Nationals. They made that run in the postseason and uh, won for the first time in, in their team history, which, which was a, a good story. But, again, everything's still open right now. Everything is still out there for the Reds. Fortunate enough for them, postseason's been extended this year. More teams make it. Uh, but they really have to turn something around quick because if they don't, well, they, this this season's going to go by and they'll be uh, in the off season. And, and do they spend more? Do they not spend at all? They put a lot of money on this season, and, and so far they have not gotten the return that they thought they would. But with that said, we'll throw it to another break. Again, our phone lines are open at 740-592-6646. It's the Sports Fan on 970-97.1 FM, WATH. Introducing Donato's Cauliflower Crust Pizza. Donato's Cauliflower Crust Pizza has 30% fewer carbs than the brand's thin crust, and you can choose from three signature 10-inch pies, including cauliflower heat with pepper jack cheese, jalapenos, fresh red pepper, and plant-based sausage. Or the cauliflower garden with green peppers, onions, mushrooms, and plant-based sausage. Not your style? Totally okay. You can make your own 10-inch cauliflower pizza to your liking. Only at Donato's on East State Street in Athens. 
Integrated Services uh, is constantly seeking partnerships. How can I have a meaningful relationship with primary care providers so that we can take care of our shared community of people that need support? We've grown exponentially, and I really see the next five to ten years being a similar story. The opportunities are endless. Be sure to follow Power 105 and 970 WATH on Instagram for contests, upcoming events, and a whole lot more fun stuff. Search Power 105 underscore 97 WATH on Instagram to get in on the action. Did you know that three Ohioans are diagnosed with oral cancer every day? Dentists are doctors of dental surgery and can recognize life-threatening conditions and treat oral diseases before they become serious health complications. Ohio Dental Association member dentists are located throughout the state and are dedicated to providing the highest quality dental care. Ask if your dentist is a member of the Ohio Dental Association and American Dental Association so you know you're being treated by the best. To find an ODA dentist in your area, visit associationsadvanceohio.com. Local T. Teams, local opinions, the sports fan on 970 WATH. Back inside the sports fan right here on 970 WATH, 634 on the clock and keeps on going by. It's the 8th of September and Mills the Mike alongside Joe Medor, sports fan presented by JNK Contracting. And you know, Joe, it's just ridiculous the, the amount of takes that you see. I know we talked about it at the beginning of the show, but still, you know, it seems like with every minute that passes, somebody has a, a hot take on who's making the postseason, who's not making the postseason. Uh, they, they just go off of emotions and feelings. Now, while you want to root for your team and you want them to do the best that they can, sometimes you got to take a step back and look at reality, right? Mm -hmm. Because you're, you're talking about Somebody who's leaving out the Ravens uh, from the postseason. Not even I'm not even talking about winning the division. I mean, they could falter somewhere and maybe get a wild card spot, but they went 14 and two last year and still you know got better in the off season. You're talking about a couple people who are saying that the Bengals all of a sudden are going to go from a two and 14 team last year all the way up into the postseason over teams that you know also improved on their roster. And I'm not saying that it's impossible. I'm not saying that you shouldn't believe and that you shouldn't go out there and, and hope that your team makes it to the postseason. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is that you got to take a look at this realistically. And when you step back and look at it, you got to temper your expectations. Now, normally that's been used for Browns fans. Normally that's been used you know, for uh, teams who haven't had a whole lot of success but then you know made a bunch of offseason moves and improved. Did the Bengals improve? Yes, they improved. Did the Browns improve? Yes, they did. Uh, but to, to leave out someone like the Ravens from, from a postseason pick, you might not even like the team, but you got to objectively look at it and be like, all right, yeah, I mean, the Ravens with the reigning NFL MVP and a better team around him than he did last year, they got to make the postseason. And some of these people with these predictions here, you just go along. It's almost like yesterday. Where it's a uh, an unconfirmed report, right? Somebody, I don't know if you saw what happened online with Dell uh, Beckham Jr. And I'm not going to mention the contents of what people shared online. If you really want to see, this has taken quite a turn from what we we're talking about. Well, it, it does, but I mean, it's just it's along the same lines of when you, it goes to online and posting stuff about your hot takes with sports. Some of it's ridiculous, and while it's an unfound claim, what it was with with uh, OBJ, like. It's just 
some things are, are not meant to be shared. Mm. While you believe that it can be up there and that they can win, and that that's great. You know, and you can share that. You can say that you believe that. To, but to, to put pen to paper or to put thumb to screen and type it out and say, yes, this is what will happen. What will happen and what you believe are going to happen are two different things. I believe what you're currently referring to is Kyle Brandt on uh, Good Morning Football, which is on the NFL Network. It's Kyle Brandt, uh, Peter Schrager, uh, Nate Burleson, and uh, the host name is slipping my mind right now. But um, Either way. Yeah, and Kyle Brandt uh, did his AFC playoff prediction. And uh, first of all, he said the Steelers are going to win the AFC North. You know, I I can... I can understand if you believe that. I can at least hear you out on that one. Uh, sure, uh, I don't think me or Connor believes that that's what the outcome will be for the AFC North this year, but that's fine. And but uh, what what uh, I guess it worked for him because we're talking about it right now. But uh, what 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 was amazing about it was he said the Ravens will not be a playoff team. As a matter of fact, his two wild card teams were there's. What three wild card teams now, right? Because the extra team, so the three I, wild card. I thought that take that took place next year. No, it's this year. Oh, it's this year. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's this year. But uh, his three wild card teams were the Browns. Again, I can he, listen out to the Browns being a wild card team this year. They have a lot of talent. Uh, they're in a very talented division, as we said with the Bengals. But uh, they, in theory, should have enough talent. I think Kevin Stefanski is going to run the ball a lot with Chubb and Kareem Hunt, and they're going to focus more on that this year. So in theory, they'll be better. That's that's fine too. He said the Dolphins and the Broncos are going to be the last two wild card teams, leaving leaving the Baltimore Ravens coming off a 14 and two season with the reigning MVP. Uh, they added Calais Campbell, they added Derek Wolf, drafted J.K. Dobbins. Most of Ohio State fans, I'm sure, know of that. Uh, drafted other guys like Devin Duvernay out of Texas. Uh, Marquise Brown looking bigger, faster, stronger than ever. Miles Boykin, people think he'll be a stud. Mark Andrews is probably one of the best three tight ends in football right now. They're bringing Mark Ingram back, who had a 1,000-yard season last year. By all accounts, despite Earl Thomas getting cut, they got better at virtually every position. And somehow, Kyle Brandt comes on and says they will not even make the playoffs. That's, (laughs) I mean... I, like, I don't even quite understand. You have other people saying they think the Ravens have the best roster in football, and this guy is saying that they're not even going to make the postseason. Well, I'll liken it to when we had Tony Wolf on the program about a month or two ago when baseball was kicking back up and starting, right? I put him on the spot and I asked him, you know, who is the team, who is the favorite to win the World Series this year? And objectively, he stepped back, he looked at it, and he said that the best roster in baseball were the Dodgers. The Dodgers, and lo and behold, the Dodgers are at the top of the NL. But you can't just take a look at it. And uh, to me, I, I don't like the hot takes. You know, the hot takes are great. Right. You know, it stirs up controversy. It stirs up whatever you want to say. But at, at the end of the day, just take a look at it and be factual with it. You know, Ravens. Um, they're 14-2 and two last year during the 19 regular season. Enter the playoffs looking to go the distance. I mean, they fell to Tennessee last year. Uh, their GM, Eric DaCosta, worked to fortify the defense, and it looks like they filled all the holes. Ravens have the oh. drive and the manpower to finish what they started, 
and nothing less than reaching the Super Bowl will do for the team that has the NFL MVP I think guiding the offense. that every move they made this past offseason was directly linked to that Titans game where Derrick Henry rushed for 195 yards. They bring in Calais Campbell. They bring in Derrick Wolf. They draft Malik Harrison and Patrick Queen. Malik Harrison, another Buckeye for, I know we have Buckeye fans that listen to this show. Um, and it's just, I don't know. And it's just the teams, here we, we're in an NFL season where it was strictly training camp, no preseason games at all. That no, but no, none of the young guys are going to be able to go out there and have you know kind of those couple preseason games and get the rust off, get the jitters out, figure out they can actually play NFL football. That's not going to happen for all those young guys. And the fact that he picked teams like the Dolphins and the Broncos, two of the youngest teams in football, to ha- ha- somehow piece everything together and make. If they're at a 16-game NFL season and they're going to make the playoffs, but a team that returns virtually every starter that went 14-2 and last year is going to be worse than those teams. Uh, it, it's, it's, that's right. a, I don't know. Like it, it, Sometimes you just wonder, these, like these guys just go on here and just say stuff. To Obviously, we're talking about it now. But you can't actually believe that, can you? Like It's like... Listen, you just got to take a look at it, take it for what it is. And move on. All right. So one guy, and again, we didn't move on because we're talking about it. But still, you know, do do the research, do the the uh, the fact checking, and and figure out what team is is projected to be the best. Now anybody can have a bad year. Anybody can get injured. And with you know the pandemic and everything that's going on, you don't know what could happen to a team. The whole trajectory might might change during the season. And I get that. Uh, but to have a preseason poll, it's just like how they did the poll with the college football teams, right? You know, they took a look at it, and even though the Big Ten and the Pac-12 were not having a season, they were still included in the postseason poll because somebody took a look at it and said, well, even though they're not playing this year, they are still believed to be the second-best team in the country when you're talking about the Buckeyes. But That's completely different. You know, That's I mean, not even the same. It's, it's different, <laughs> but still, like that—that that was objective. That was factual. Like, sure. They, they went through and did the research there. But when when you're just gonna say, like, I don't, did he back up anything? I mean, did you watch it? Or was it just online? I just saw the clip of like his. I just saw like the graphic of what he. I didn't listen to his explanation as to why. I'm going to assume that it has something along the lines of he believes. Uh, that uh, Lamar Jackson has been quote unquote figured out because they had one. He had this one terrible game in the playoffs where he had 500 plus yards of offense. He was so bad, Connor. I mean, it like it was uh, astounding how bad he was when he had 500 yards of offense. Um, anyway, but yeah, the, they figured him out now. The reigning MVP, he's done, and uh, there's no other talent around Lamar Jackson on the Ravens to make you believe they'll be better than the Miami Dolphins. Ryan Fitzpatrick is starting Week One. And you don't even know if Tua Tagovailoa is going to be healthy or not. <laughs> oh my god! And he's that's the one. Growing up, it was always how can you solve the question marks, right? If, if you take a look at a position and you say, "All right, you know, you have a solid player here at quarterback," they're no longer a question mark. You know, they they filled that spot and you're good. Uh, but if you have a question mark on defense, like you do with the Bengals, or if you do with you know the uh, the Miami Dolphins, because the Dolphins. Have a huge quarterback. Uh, I don't want to say controversy, but they have a, a huge quarterback question mark right now, which is um, what does Ryan Fitzpatrick do? It's Fitzpatrick magic. It's the beard magic, 
or uh, fits magic, whatever you want to phrase that as, uh, for the first five games of the season, and then you see him drop off. He's done that for the past two, three years now. But then to say that you're going to have a whole lot of faith in Tua to make the postseason with the Dolphins, it's the same thing like you're saying you're going to have a whole lot of, of faith in any other rookie quarterback, whether it be the number one pick or whether it be you know Gardner Minshew when, when he was a, a rookie quarterback last year. You know, it's you got to wait and see how these guys develop and how they do. Tua was a great talent in college. Does that mean that's going to transition over into the NFL? Not necessarily. And that's the same thing with Joe, and it's the same thing with others. But all they can do right now is go there, work hard, get better, and try to prepare themselves to get up to NFL speed. Uh, but the, the one change from last year to this year that I kind of like is that you're not hearing about a whole too much about the Browns. You're not hearing a whole too much about how good they're going to be and they're going to win the World Series. Nobody's going out and getting, uh, or not the World, the uh, Super Bowl. They're not going to go out and get the, the Super Bowl tattoos tattooed on them anymore. They have the tempered expectations. <laughs> well, no, I don't, I don't I mean. I, some people might. I mean, some people. Their probably, fan base probably didn't change too much. But I, the, 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 uh, the, 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 uh, the message around the locker room is yeah. different this year than last year, I think. Right. They're heading into 2020 with realistic goals. Uh, and for Stefanski, who was hired in January, not long after the Browns uh, finished 6-10, and 10, Last season, uh, Stefanski comes from Minnesota as the offensive coordinator. See how Baker Mayfield does this year. Uh, of course, he did regress from year one to year two. Mayfield was not the same quarterback that he was his rookie season. Uh, so he, he, he's got to get better. you got to see what Mayfield will do. He, I, would, could be, I would consider him as a question mark right now. You know, The Browns thought they might have had the franchise quarterback last uh, two years ago. Last year, he regressed. This year, you see where he stands. You see if he got better, or you see what happens. But you like that three-year window, you know. What do you have rookie year? What do you have when teams are able to adjust the, to the, the quarterback year number two? And then how do they respond to that in year number three? Yeah, I'd, I'd say you give them a three-year chance. You know the talent's there. Uh, but with Cleveland's uh, defense going to be led by star defensive end Miles Garrett. And, of course, if you remember last season, Garrett was suspended for the last six games because he swung his helmet and nearly, nearly hit uh, Mason Rudolph in the head. But he also signed a huge contract extension with Cleveland. So uh, seems that Miles Garrett will not be doing that anymore and, and going back to uh, doing the things that he does best out on the football field. But, again, you know, you got to wait and see with the Browns. They have a lot of talent. But I like the mindset that the Browns are taking into this year than what they did last year. It was definitely a more quiet offseason uh, this year than last year. I mean, they drafted Greedy Williams last year, and he was talking about the Super Bowl for even playing an NFL game. It was just, it was kind of insane. It seems like Andrew Barry's a very, uh, very young guy, uh, but he seems like a very no nonsense type of, uh, you know, let's keep ourselves in the media for the right reasons rather than the wrong. Uh, Mayfield had a pretty quiet offseason as well. I think, uh, I think he. I think he realized, you know, he just really didn't play that well last year. There's no two ways about it. I mean, if Jameis Winston threw 30 interceptions, Mayfield was the worst quarterback in, in football. I mean, he completed less than 60% of his passes by a, by a long, long shot. He had some games where he was throwing for a buck 20 and couldn't even complete 50% of his passes. He threw 21 interceptions. And that's always kind of been his, his worry, even his rookie year. He threw a decent amount of interceptions. I think it was 14, and he only started 13 games. So... Taking care of the ball is going to have to be a priority. I think uh, Stefanski is going to get them in the right system because, I mean, think about when Mayfield was successful at Oklahoma, 
They always had a great running game, and they could run the play action off of it, and that's when Mayfield thinks it opened up down the field for him, and that's what we saw his rookie year. You know, once Chubb would get the ball a few times, they'd run play action, they'd throw the ball down the field, and that would worked out. Last year, they're giving Nick Chubb the ball like 15 times a game under, under Freddie Kitchens, and I think that's going to change this year. I think once the Browns realize that their offense needs to run through Chubb and the run game and not Mayfield, then they'll start to see some more success. Now, it's tough because you have all these receivers, you know, Odell, Jarvis, Njoku, Austin Hooper now. They all want the ball, but what they got to realize is, you know, you got a stud in the backfield, and he needs to get the ball more than anybody else on the team if you want to get to where you want to go. Well, not only do you have those offensive talents, right, you also just re-signed uh, Kareem Hunt to a two-year extension. Yeah. Uh, Hunt, a uh, two-year, $13.25 million extension with the Browns. Hunt served an eight-game suspension last year after joining Cleveland as a free agent. He is expected to sign the deal today. Uh, and the person who, who reports this spoke on the condition uh, of, of anatomy because uh, the contract has not been uh, finalized without the running back signature contract includes an 8.5 million dollar guaranteed contract uh person said hunt signed with cleveland last year after he was released at kansas city the league suspended him for two violent off-field altercations but you know now you're talking about chubb you got hunt you got Najoku. uh of course you have the, the wide receiver tantrum right now with obj and, and landry and uh who else is up there because you got a Who's the uh, the third quarterback that might might make some moves? I think they didn't they drop somebody, or was it a? Um, you said quarterback? Uh, uh, wide receiver. With with Landry. They and drafted OBJ. Peoples Jones out of Michigan. I don't think he's going to really have an impact. They still overshot Higgins as their third Higgins. option, and Ratley and all yeah. those other guys. Seals Jones. Higgins was the guy I was thinking of, but I mean, with you have the offensive talent. If you're the Browns, you, you re-signed and you signed Garrett to an extension. Now it's just going out there and see what happens. But I, I think Stefanski is definitely taking the right mindset. Uh, Browns of the new GM is definitely taking the right mindset. And uh should be a fun season for the, the Cleveland Browns, see what they can do. Because I'm not opposed to them being in the postseason. No, I can they, see that make an argument for that. Yeah. It's just when you put the Dolphins and Broncos in over the Ravens, it's, you know. That is when you start to uh, <laughs> question the legitimacy of, of what pundit you're looking and you're uh, you're listening to there. But time to take another break right here on the sports fan. Of course, phone lines are still open at some four zero five nine two six six four six. I'll be right back. It's a sports fan presented by Jane K Contracting. Fairhope celebrates life. If you're facing an end-of-life situation, Fairhope Hospice and Palliative Care. It is never too soon to call. Fairhope is here to listen. You don't have to face it alone. Fairhope cares for your loved one where they live. Or, during times of stress, the Pickering House is a serene setting providing relief for the patient. To learn more about Fairhope's Care from the Heart, please call 1-800-994-7077. Fairhope Hospice. We celebrate life. In today's world, the last thing you need is a broken cell phone. If you've got equipment in need of repair, Athens Cell Phone and Electronic Repair is here to help. Athens Electronic Repair services all brands of electronics, cell phones, tablets, game systems, and more. Plus, during the health crisis, Athens Cell Phone and Electronic Repair offers home pickup and delivery and a contact-free drop-off kiosk outside the store. Don't work from home with a busted computer? Call Athens Cell Phone and Electronic Repair at 740 77 or visit the shop at 386 Richland Avenue, Athens. 
Join us each week for AutoSmarts. You'll never know who will show up. Jay Leno, welcome to AutoSmarts. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. Don Garlitz, thanks for everything. Thank you so much. Bill Engvall. And Bill, how are you today, sir? I'm doing just great. The one and only Carl Edwards joins us today. How are you doing, brother? I'm doing really good, and uh, thank you for having me on. This is cool. So come on. Join in the fun. That's AutoSmarts. Friday afternoons at 106 on 970 WATH and 97.1 FM. Fruit has curbside pickup. Call your fruit to place a curbside order today. Simply call Fruit General Store or Fruit Pharmacy and tell our friendly fruit associates what you need. Once your order is ready, a fruit associate will let you know you can come pick up. Upon arrival, call your store and a staff member will bring your purchase to your car. Thanks for shopping with us. Fruit is proud to be a part of your community. Visit us at fruitpharmacy.com. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. Now, for more of the Sports Fan on 970 WATH. And it's a Sports Fan right here. 970 WATH and 97.1 FM. Bill Mike along with Joe Medor. This song was used in the, uh, it was a lot of, it was a viral video. Remember when the dad was uh, banging the. Uh, yeah, it was a vine. Oh, uh, was it a Vine? Yes. That was before TikTok, right? Yeah, long before TikTok. That yeah. video was like... Because you had the, the trumpet player was a kid, and then you had the uh, the dad banging or opening and closing the door to the, uh, the yes. oven. correct. Yeah. That's the one. Or was it a dishwasher? I don't know what he was banging, but he was opening and closing something. Yeah. But that's You're really always... painting a great picture here. Well, I mean, that's always what comes to mind when I hear that song, when it, when it brings us back. Uh, but the news today... A happy birthday to Ohio University's head coach, head football coach, Coach Solich. Uh, Solich turns another year, and uh, you know it's always always good to have him back. He turned the program around for the Bobcats, and uh, he's built something special. And uh, can't wait to see what he then uh, and the Bobcats do for this spring season. That that that's uh, being anticipated, and you know hopefully we're uh, we're at a position in the spring where we can have spring football. Uh, if, if other colleges and other uh, sporting events are going on, I, I would hope that uh, yeah, we're in a, in a position in the spring to, to bring that back and, and make that a possibility as well. The other thing, we did see 7,000 uh, new students will be coming to Ohio. Uh, they're starting phase number two, which I believe phase two is back on the 28th. I'm not eligible. No? <laughs> I, I wasn't eligible. Did not make the cut. Yeah, I, I wasn't eligible either. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I was here. I never left. I've been here yeah, since the beginning I mean, of spring. Well, make it, they kick yeah. us out. We're good to go. Yeah, I mean, we're paying for an apartment, right? Yeah. Um, but there's going to be an additional uh, surplus of, of students coming into Athens, Ohio, and uh, an additional 7,000. And if you have anybody who's attending Ohio University, you know, stay safe, stay healthy, and you know, just just keep on doing the right thing because it not only affects the university, but it affects the rest of everybody here in Athens County. Uh, so no matter where you are, 
just be sure to, to stay safe, practice those uh, uh, good health hygiene conditions, and uh, as long as we have the mask mandate to, uh, to wear the mask as well. Because then it allows us to have things just like high school sports. Uh, it allows for you know, Athens to host Marietta on Friday with the 6.50 pregame at 7 o'clock for a kickoff. And over on XTQ, Trimble and Belpre. Uh, that's over in Gloucester. We'll have that game for you as the game of the week over on 105.5 FM. But, you know, can't wait for that. And uh, I'll actually turn on the TV this week and, and watch a little bit of football and, and see what happens for opening, opening day for the NFL. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I'm not expecting a close game for that first Thursday game. I'm just shocked that some of these teams are, you know, like the Bengals and Browns are allowed to have 6,000 fans in the stands for uh, for week one. Uh, didn't You know, I just thought most NFL teams would kind of take the same protocols and uh, decide a certain week when fans could come in. Like, I know the Ravens have already decided for the first half of the season they're not going to have any fans, but it'll be interesting. And then, of course, the NFL came with that rule that you can have 70 decibels in the stadium. I'm not sure how they're going to monitor that, but I wouldn't be surprised if there's some kind of Foxborough scandal up there of them pumping in 100 decibels when it's supposed to be 70, and it's going to be a whole big uh, whole big thing. I guess that'll be decibel gate this year, but I don't know how the heck they're going to monitor that. I mean, do you, oh, that's do, you, do, you turn it, do you turn it down on offense and then crank it up when you're, when you're on defense? I don't know. I mean, also, 70 decibels, I feel like, isn't that loud? It might not be, but um, do you want to be blown out if there's nobody there? I'm still. Yeah, I mean, I guess you don't want to have it loud as, you know. I'm still a proponent of just, you know, go out there and play the game. It might be a little bit weird without any sound, but you get to hear everything better, right? It just, you know that there's no people there and they're playing sound either way. I mean, it's, they're going to play sound like it is what it is. I mean, I'm, I'm already too late to, to jump on or off of that bandwagon, but uh, it has been a. Good Tuesday and a uh, good start of the week as a sports fan presented by JK Contracting. For Joe Medor, this is Connor Mills signing off. Thanks for joining us. We'll come your way tomorrow and break down a little bit more in the NFL. Go division by division, give you our predictions, and hopefully be objective and uh, get teams that should be in there in there as well. Coming up later today, Cincinnati Reds take on the Chicago Cubs. That will be a... 7.45 pregame for a 8.10 start for the Reds. Thanks for joining us. CBS News is next. In our